When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Friday, June 24th. I listened to the podcast yesterday, and boy, it was bad. Um, quality was bad. Voice was bad. Um, I think I had my compressor up, so I altered a little, a little bit. Um, hopefully, it's a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I'm going to try and play with some stuff. I think that the quality of the, the – it definitely sounded better before. I don't know why. Maybe it's this compressor. Um, the compressor sounds like, yeah, that's probably it. I don't know. But um, I'm moving the gain up as well so that it, I sound a little bit lighter, br- brighter, I should say. Um, hopefully I don't have echo. I, I try and turn all the echo off. I hate all that echo. But uh, let's talk about the market. Okay, Muhammad Alarian was on CNBC this morning saying the bond market is leading the Fed instead of the Fed leading the market. And this is the third time in 12 months that this has happened. So he brought up uh, inflation was leading uh, the the market instead of the Fed. The Fed was reactive, blah, blah, blah. Um, It's the same kind of bashing the Fed kind of thing. And he said they're losing credibility. I kind of agree. And then I listened to Jay Powell yesterday. Um, testifying again, and and God, these politicians are just horrible, horrible people. Uh, way more interested in grandstanding, um, than they are actually. <laughs> I loved when Powell they would say, "Well, don't you agree about the administration doing this, this, and this?" And, and then Powell, which whatever side it is, I don't care. Powell goes, "Well, that's your job, Cong- as a congressperson." And then they would, "Well, let's get off of that." morons can't stand them um let's look at okay there were some uh some stocks that i've noticed uh by the way i did play fedex yesterday fedex earnings i posted about this on twitter i did not bring it on the up on the podcast yesterday but we're heading into earnings seasons next week is nike earnings and you're going to you know i'll probably be playing a lot of these earnings i played fedex um, I forget. Let me see. Let me pull up my Twitter just to see uh, what I played because I posted it on Twitter. I didn't post the actual trade, but I did play it. Um, oh, did I play it? Uh, I guess I didn't post it on Twitter, but I played it. I know I, let me look real quick. Um, I <clears throat> put in an order. Um, and yeah, bought it 225 and, uh, put in a sale price at 232. I did not, uh, you know, literally I just put in an order at 225 and hit, um, and then I put in, did I buy it? Let me just see. Um, yeah, 
I wanted it at 223. It never got down there. And so essentially um, at, at that point, I just said, okay, it's at 225. Uh, I think it was 225.25. And then I said, okay, let me just buy it at 225. Put in a limit order at 225. Um, about an hour before the bell or so. Um, looks like three o'clock um, was when I kind of got it at 225. Um, maybe it was earlier in the day. I can't, I'm, I'm not logged into Fidelity right now to look. But uh, 225, and then I sold it at 232. I, I literally put in just orders like that. I kind of thought, okay, it's going to pop. Um, I, I left some money on the table. It went all the way up to 242 at one point. So I definitely left money on the table. Small play, wasn't a lot, wanted a couple of percent. Those two numbers just kind of stuck out in the mind. So um, put it in there. Uh, that was a play that I made. Uh, let's look at, uh, and, and the reason I'm saying that is that was up on my uh, trend spider when I kind of did those support levels. Um, now, MRNA, uh, Moderna, there was a buy, and I probably didn't mention this, but there was a buy June 21st uh, at 132. This one has been kind of um, moving up. Uh, we don't have quite 10% on this one. We're close to it, but 132. 34 was the buy-in. Um, you do have an RSI that's at 59, so it is kind of, it's just floundering. Their earnings are coming up August uh, 3rd, so there's no real catalyst in this one per se. Um, but uh, let me see, analyst estimates, um, there hasn't been, let me see. Uh, no, I'm not putting that one in. Um, I just noticed it yesterday, said, hey, it's a good one. Um, the other one that I noticed yesterday was VIG, uh, Vanguard Dividend Appreciation. This is a fund that, that invests in uh, companies that are appreciating their dividend. And uh, yesterday, yesterday morning, there was a MACD cross-up, 141.62. This one has been beaten down. Um, and the RSI is at 43. Now, um, I don't know too much about this one. I looked into some dividend stocks yesterday, and I, this one just kind of came up. The MACD is super, super low. Um, the last time that it was this low, it looks like it went from 147 um, up to about 153. So you're not quite getting a 10% move in this one. And again, this one is probably more defensive. So it might be a good play while we're going on inflation, blah, blah, blah. Um, I will also tell you that as a market on the whole, I do not believe that we are seeing 4,000 on the S&P. Uh, in the futures, um, uh, in the morning, the pre-market, you are up past um, uh, 3,800. Um, and 3,800 is kind of where I said, okay, we're going to trade between 3,000 and 3,800 and 3,500 seems to be a good resistance where you might see some pops. Um, but I think we're, we're at the top of this range. I think we're going to end this week positive. Uh, I think you're going to start seeing some selling in the afternoon. I don't think we're going to see a thousand point rally today, um, but I do think that we'll see, you know, two, 300 points up. 
I, I think on average we'll probably see a half half a percentage up uh, today. Um, but I, I do think that that today uh, I may buy some XPXU. Um, and let's see if in the algorithm uh, SPXU it is you would still be in it ironically from the 1661. And the reason is because that nine day is still above the 21 day. So you had a MACD crossover. On June 22nd, you're down at 52 on the RSI. The volume has come down on this one. Again, this is an ultra pro uh, short S&P 500. So you'd be in still at 1661. It's trading at $20.28. Let's just make sure in pre-market. I, d- I have the, uh, the actual price. It's down below 20 at 1980. Ooh, good year. Uh, 1980 is where it's at. Um, that is quite a, a, a drop from the 23 that you hit on June 17th, just seven days ago, last Friday, you hit 23. Um, so what's that 20% down from where it was? Uh, do you have 20% down in this one again? I don't know. Again, you, you, you'd have a nice gain if you had taken the 1661, then sold it at, uh, at 20. So again, I think this one, um, my guess is I'll probably look at this one. If it gets down into the 18 handle, I may take my, take, take it and run with it because there is no good news, uh, in the market today. Um, you have inflation running, you have the fed, um, pulling back, you have the fed increasing rates, you have the Ukraine war, you have a potential China war. Uh, with Taiwan. Um, You have commodity prices that are still going up. Again, no matter what, and and they said this, the the administration met with oil oil executives yesterday, and we got some insights into the inside uh, discussions that happened. It was not contentious. It was very productive, they said. There were a couple of things that they talked about, um, potentially doing a winter blend in the summer, uh, some shipping constraints, um, that would allow them. Oh, by the way, the, the winter, the reason the winter blend is a, a big deal is because it would add a couple hundred thousand barrels of refining capacity, um, per day. So a couple hundred thousand dollar uh, barrels per day in, in refining capacity. We haven't built a refinery here in the U S since I think the 1980s. Um, and by the way, don't blame the Democrats on that one. That is a business decision, and that is a business decision through administrations, including a Texas administration. For more than uh, you know, two, two terms, you had both Bushes, uh, you, know, you had Trump. Why didn't they build refineries? Oh, it's because of the Democrats. Uh, right, sure, whatever. It's not because of the Democrats. Because of a business decision, um, there is just no, no, uh, nobody wants a refinery in this country. I- again, it's kind of like uh, defense spending. Defense spending is not to protect the U.S. It's to keep the wars over there. That's what it is. Uh, defense spending is just, hey, if we spend some money and we put some money over here and we station our troops over there, maybe we can have them fight themselves. Versus fighting us. That's all the defense spending is. And 
you know, again, this is what oil refineries, they want over there. Why do you think Biden's going over to the Saudis? And by the way, I am not a fan uh, of Biden going over to the Saudis. I drive an electric car. I could care less what the price of oil is, but the overall economy, I do want it to be healthy. So, um, but going over to a, uh, a foreign government that has allegedly killed a journalist for what he said. Yeah, that's not my thing. He's kind of going over there with a tail between his legs. <clears throat> Meanwhile, there are people in our government who would love nothing more than to kiss their ass just for some uh, refining capacity. So, sorry, I'm kind of uh, coughing. And I'm coughing because the next one that I want to bring up, B-H-A-T. If you guys haven't seen this one, I, I've been keeping an eye on it. I think I may have brought it up. Probably didn't. Um, I was thinking of telling, telling my friend to sell this one at 320 last night because it was setting up support efforts at 370 to this morning. This has been crazy. Um, let's see. B H A T, um, blue hat interactive. Now they did, uh, a reverse back in May stock split 10 for one in order to get relisted on the NASDAQ. This is a complete, complete hype play. Nothing more. It is completely oversold on the algorithm. Ironically, the algorithm has you buying in yesterday at $2.97. Boy, that would have been a good buy. Uh, you would have been a couple of days late. Um, the algorithm loses you 71% versus losing 74% on the buy and hold. They got relisted on the NASDAQ. They met their... Um, requirements of being over a dollar for a, a 30 day period. So they're not getting delisted. Um, they cancel some warrants. There is not no news whatsoever in this one that says, okay, we should be buying this completely. No, nothing. Um, so, uh, do I think that, that you should be buying this one? You may want to trade it again. You know, it, it's, it's kind of an interesting one in, in that um, if you do uh, want to trade it, um, I'm seeing a volume shelf here um, at about $2.70 to $2.89. Um, the 310 to 329 is building though. <clears throat> that, that's building up. Um, but, and, and by the way, Active Trader Pro just launched uh, a VWAP. Uh, with an indicator within their uh, Active Trader Pro service. Love it. The VWAP right now is at 353. <clears throat> Fantastic. Uh, love it. Thank you, Fidelity. Um, so, BHAT is there. Uh, let's go back to, again, VIG, I think, is a great tool. Um, it is, is dividend-weighted. Uh, I'll post a chart of it. We did... Did we get a buy-in this one? Yeah, 141.62. And <clears throat> it's trading just above that. Um, another dividend stock that I noticed that I really liked is Enbridge. Enbridge is a pipeline company. Um, and they are coming up on an uh, MACD cross-up probably in the next two, maybe three candles. Depends on where it goes. But Enbridge, let's look up Enbridge real quick. <clears throat> on uh, Finviz. 
Envit Bridges forward PE is 12.89. This is a, just to describe it to you, it is a uh, infrastructure company that operates five, set, five segments. Liquid pipelines, gas transmission, midstream, gas distribution and storage, renewable power generation, and energy services. <clears throat> so um, they have a dividend of 6.46, almost 7%. Um, let's see. are they? Their earnings are coming up July 28th. Um, when I look at this one on the chart, it has pulled back. Um, if you were to look at the daily, the, the actual trend on this one, it just broke through its true 200 day back on the 16th. So last Thursday, <clears throat> um, uh, you know, again, the 50 days moving down the nines moving down the 21s moving down the trend on this one is not positive, but that MACD has significantly gone down. The RSI on the daily is at 30, 31. Um, so it, it is oversold 7% dividend. Um, let's look at Finbit or I'm sorry, active trader pro <clears throat> the 52 week low is 36. The 52 week high is 47. It was just at 47 on the eighth energy has gotten killed in this market. Um, there is no reason that energy got killed other than it was just oversold and People are selling just because, you know, again, Biden doesn't want energy up. So it is what it is. Uh, right now in pre-market, it's at 41, 4106. Um, in the algorithm, let's run it again. <clears throat> You're out of it, but it looks like it might. I think if you can get this at 40 today, um, I think that would be a good buy. Again, the uh, the 200 day is right at 44 on a four hour chart. The 50 day is going to do a death cross here in the next couple of days. Um, that means there potentially could be a downside. You just had the dividend paid on May 12th. So you're probably looking at August or September for the next uh, dividend play. The performance chart on this is 24% with the algorithm, 36% for the asset performance. You've had 24 positions within the last 1,000 candles. The average win is only 5%. The average loss is 2%. You had 10 wins and 14 losses. So the last gain on this one was a buy on May 16th at 44. You could have sold at about 47, which is not quite a 10% move, um, but it's just under a 10% move, but it got you out with a 1% gain on June 14th. So um, it was crashing. And again, you, you had that, that small gain. Now, the, the, the trade before it was at 42 on February 25th, and you made 6%, whereas you could have probably gotten out with a 12% gain. But again, the algorithm kind of waits to get you out just in case it's a quote-unquote fake out. But April 20, you, you bought in on February 25th. You sold a, uh, May 4th, so just over a month. Um, but it, it, again, great, great opportunity in my mind. 7% dividend. I don't think you mind holding it. Uh, Shopify has been on fire lately. You just had a MACD cross up uh, two days ago, 324.38. You're already up at 364. 
So you've had quite a quite a move there, at least a 10% move um, just in this one. Now, one, two, three, the last three trades have been losses. Uh, the March 10th uh, trade on this one, uh, buy at 567, and you sold uh, for, with a 15% gain on April 7th. Then you wrote it all the way down. And then uh, April 29th, uh, you had a, 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 a cross-up. You know, again, this was one that I recommended in April. It didn't work out whatsoever. April was the worst month in this one. Um, but you're up 1% today at 368. So uh, thought I'd mention that one. 324 was the buy-in. Missed it. It was two days ago. You've had quite a move in this one. And again, quite a move, but it, it does nothing to recover the stock. I think my average purchase price, let's see. Um, my average purchase price on this one is $744. Mother <laughs> effer. Um, I like that one. Uh, I posted on Twitter yesterday. Uh, Susie Orman was on. And uh, if you have money, buy an iBond. She has a master class on her podcast. It's about a 40-minute podcast. But it is everything you need to know about iBonds. Where to buy them? You buy them through the federal government can't buy them through your brokerage. You buy them through the federal government. They're tax-free. It's 9.8% um, within the next six months. It re, uh, value, readjusts um, in November, so it probably will go down. Um, it, again, she's, she's got a master class on, and it's called a master class on I-bonds. She's been uh, telling it. it here's my, my, my theory on I-bonds. If you have $10,000, you should put it in there. Um, if you can buy more, you probably should buy more if you have the money. Here's what you need to know. It, your money is tied up for one year. Um, you know, if you sell it between one year and five years, there are penalties. Um, but, uh, you know, if you hold it for five years, then there's no penalties between five and whatever. Uh, 30 year, I, I think, is the maturity date. Um, you, you continue to get the, the inflation percentage and you can continue to hold on to it. It's not that great, blah, blah, blah. You're just keeping up with inflation. But in this market, inflation is outpacing the most stocks. So that's why it's good. But you need to hold on to it for at least a year. Um, once that one year is up, you can sell it. Again, pay the penalties, um, which is just the interest. You'll still make money on it, but um, it, it is what it is. Uh, go and listen to hers. Here's my caveat. If you don't have the money that you put in here, shouldn't be your entire money. You should still have money on the sidelines to grow. This is not something where you throw money in there and then you don't have money. Um, you, you, you're basically going to have an opportunity cost at that point. Because if you can't trade stocks in this market, again, this is a trader's market. You want uh, cash on the sidelines. You want to be able to buy. So don't throw it all into I-bonds. But look at I-bonds because it's the greatest one. Um, now, uh, Snowflake, oh, <clears throat> 140, let's look at Snowflake, I'm, I believe there was a buy, I think I went over it yesterday or something, um, Snowflake, buy at 120, you're at 140 today, I went over this, I know I went over this one, J uh, June 17th, buy at 120, 10, I didn't buy it, I own it, what do I own at, 185 is what I own at, so it, it'll get back up there. Um, they did a, uh, again, I brought it up yesterday. 
um, I think it was JP Morgan or somebody interviewed uh, users of Snow, Snowflake IT um, uh, chief technical officers, and they said Snowflake's great. Uh, FCX, Freeport McNamara. Um, I'm going down my list here. I've got quite a list, by the way. <clears throat> Freeport McNamara, Mac Moran. Uh, it is not a buy. This one is so oversold, it's unbelievable. Uh, 18 is the RSI. The MACD is nowhere close to crossing up. The ex-dividend date is July 14th. Their earnings date is July 20th. This one um, will have a catalyst to kind of send it back. You are at, let me look at the weekly because I want to go back to see, yeah. In uh, COVID, you were down at six. This is at 29. <clears throat> so on the weekly, you still haven't even come down to the 200 day. The 200 day is 22. Um, on the daily, let's look at the daily. Um, on the daily, you are below the 200 day. You just had a death cross. This is one that I've been watching. Again, the RSI is at 25. You just had a death cross. Might be due for a bounce. Again, there's, there's some support levels here at about 29. Um, it does look like uh, back in April of March of 2021 and uh, September 21, uh, both of those at this level provided a good uh, 10, 20% bounce. So uh, I'm watching this one because I do think with the earnings coming up uh, during earnings time, this one's kind of gone, you know, gone up. Let's see. Earnings, um, April 21st, up, up from uh, 34 to 44. <clears throat> Earnings, uh, July 22nd uh, at 34, uh, went up to 37. Um, October 21, 38, went up to 40. Uh, let's see, January 26th, uh, 39. Uh, immediately went up to 50. Uh, the only one was last time, April 21st uh, of this year. Uh, earnings, it was trading around 48, and you immediately slid down to about 34. So do I think that this earnings coming up? I'll have to do some research into it, but I do think materials is something that, that could be uh, interesting. There was some unusual stock activity um, in EWC, I had never heard of this ETF. It's a Canada uh, ETF. It's all financials and energy. Um, they are putting in a $31 puts, um, which means they expect this one to, uh, to go down uh, to 31. Now, hasn't crossed up on the MACD, but this one over the last month has just been pummeled. This is a stock that just back in April, uh, was close to just over 40. Um, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy one. It's trading at 30 now. It's Canada. Uh, I like it. Again, uh, XLE is one that I noticed this morning. Um, people are buying October $52 puts. Uh, tr it's trading at 70 today. They're, they're betting that this one's, <clears throat> again, they're betting on the continued slide. And I'm looking at the screen, WTI is up 2% this morning. So, uh, by the way, just a side note, speaking of financials, 
all of the banks passed their stress test yesterday. Um, so, uh, Tesla back over 700. Let's look at Tesla. Um, oh, come on. TSLA. Uh, Tesla, you had a buy June 21st at 727. You're at 705. You're still in that trade. That MACD is still over that. The RSI is at 51. It's just kind of floundering. Like I said, if you get this under 700, it's trading at 709 today. Uh, get it under 700, sell it over 700. Just like I said with Oxy, um, buy it under 60, sell it over 60. Um, in fact, let's look at Devin and Oxy. Again, Tesla under 700, grab it over 700. I'd even hold that one over the weekend. Devin is not quite a buy in the algorithm, but it's damn freaking close. I'm going to add to mine my position on this one, just so you know. Oxy. Uh, let's look at this one. Uh, not quite a buy. Probably today. Wouldn't mind holding this one over the weekend. Not a problem. Their earnings are coming up August 2nd. Um, PH oh, Zendesk. I think they had earnings or something. Let's look. It is... I mean, it's gapping up this morning. Um, let's look at Zendesk. Um, forward PE of minus 54, so they're not making money. Um, oh, Zendesk to be acquired uh, for $10.2 billion. Let's see if they give a share price. Uh, $77.50. Let's look at Zen. Do, do, do. It's trading at 75, 75. Boy, in pre-market, this went all the way up to 90. Hoo-wee. Um, 6.6% short, but 77.50. In fact, speaking of uh, purchases, Activision Blizzard, um, ATVI. Remember, $95, uh, you just had a buy at 75.50. It's at 76. Uh, I, I, in my mind, anything under 75, you buy this one all day long. Twitter, uh, we haven't talked about Twitter with uh, Elon buying Twitter. Uh, you had a buy at 38.43. There's your merger and uh, acquisition stuff. Uh, XLE is up today. We could have hit bottom. Again, uh, SPXU, let's see. <clears throat> I think I went over this one. Um, Do I? Uh, there we go. SPXU. Still in 16. Went over this already. Just looking down my notes. Healthcare and real estate, uh, best sectors of the week. So, with that, um, let's look at United Healthcare, UNH. <clears throat> wow, that would have been a good buy at 475, 72. Would have been an even better buy at about 440. Um, but does look like you've turned a corner here. It is oversold. It is at 63. I would not suggest buying it right now. Just went over the 200 day. I think it's turned its corner. Uh, I think healthcare is, again, if you want to XLH, I think it is. Uh, XLV. Uh, let me see. What's the healthcare? XL. Uh, oh, where is it? Invesco, doo -doo -doo -doo, energy, financial, industrial, technology. Oh, 
Excel Healthcare ETF. We're Googling it. Um, XLV. I used to own this. Uh, XLV is what it is. I used to own this one. Um, algorithm buy at 121.82. You're at 127 right now. Could be a 10% move on this one. That move is rather violent. Um, and let's look at DRV because that's one that I've been suggesting. And since real estate's good, you're back down at 50. Again, you're still in it in this one at the buy at 44.75. I think you're crazy if you didn't sell at 60. I, I kind of said, hey, this one's turning over. Sell at 60. The RSI is at 44. Again, it was such a violent move that nine days moving in on the 21. You're if you're still in this one, get the f out. Uh, it's going back down to 44. Again, you play this one for a bounce. This is a triple levered uh, short real estate. They're using options. There is a premium built into this one where you're losing money. So do not stay in this one. Play it for the trade. Love this one, though. Um, next week, Nike starts earnings season. Costco, or FedEx was uh, the one that started earnings season. So it starts next week. Uh, Costco, interesting Costco. I think I was touting this one at 430. You've had a 10% move up um, with a dividend? No, just earnings. Uh, I touted this one before earnings, 436. I said, I think you should buy it. It popped up on earnings. You got out um, June 13th with a 5% gain on the algorithm. Uh, that's not a bad move, but you could have gotten out with a 10% move up near 480 uh, on June 3rd. Great play. Um, there is another play here. 459.39 is uh the buy. So June 22nd, it's trading at 474. Let's look at it in pre-market. Um again, Costco is kind of a you know, who's giving up their Costco membership, to be honest with you. Uh the Bollinger bands are are shooting up. Um 479 is the uh the pre-market price. Again, let's look at the 10-day. 10-day is 2.6 million. 90-day is 2.8 million. So you really don't have this one. This one's not a, a, a volume-driven drive. Uh, but you do have, what is it, 52-week high is 612 on this one. Just back in April, April 7th. 52-week uh, low uh, of last year. June 25th of last year, 391. You ain't getting back there. Um, Marriott. Surprising lagger. Uh, MAR. Uh, this has been a huge, huge downfall. And you're still in a downfall. That RSI is down at 20. Was it 16 yesterday? Um, when is this one a buy? The MACD isn't close to crossing up, but it's getting there. Um, I, I think some of these travel names, again, I, I think you get there, there is some support level here at the 130 mark. Um, let's look at the 52-week high and low. 52-week uh, low is 127, so you're getting damn close to that. 52-week high is 195. The P.E. ratio is still 29. Let's look at their forward P.E. Uh, that's part of the reason, by the way. That, that P.E. ratio is just... You know, forward P.E. is 17. Let's look at Hilton. Um, Hilton Worldwide. Or PE of 19. Yeah, they, I mean, their PEs are just crazy. That, they're shrinking. 
But Meta, um, that's another one. And by the way, I'll keep an eye on Marriott because I do think that that one will probably turn over. You could have a 10% move on that one. Um, Meta, not M-A-T, M-E-T. What's M-E-T? just had MetLife Insurance. You just had a cross-up on that one. Ah, that one sucked. Your average win is 5%. We don't want that. We want average win more like 10%. Uh, Meta is still not a buy on the algorithm. Your RSI is at 35. That is probably going to cross up here at about 160 today. Uh, I think you could get this one anywhere in the 150 uh, with a 1.5 handle. I, I, I think that's where you get this one. Uh, it's trading right at 160. I think you get it if you get it at 159, 158, somewhere in that neighborhood, which is likely today. Um, it looks like the support is around 156, 157. So I, I think that's where you trade it. Um, I like that price because, again, they're putting a lot of money in. Um, their forward PE, these guys make money. Their forward PE is 11. Value range. Um, I, you know, again, I think that that's. Long-term, short-term, I think that's a good one. Rio Tinto, uh, we talked about this one, a 17% dividend yield. Um, div they don't have a dividend coming up, but uh, 23 on the RSI. MACD is way down to 60. 60. Uh, let's look at this one. Uh, they're embroiled in controversy. Not a good company. Um, you know, if you're if you're in into ESG, forget about it. If you're against sexual assault, forget about it. Um, <laughs> I, I again, there's nothing good about this company other than you can make money. That's it. You know, uh, there was a guy on yesterday who uh, on CNBC who was touting uh, that their hedge fund had made a lot of money by investing in single family rental properties where they had enormous abilities to raise rents. Um, and it reminded me of the John Oliver show from this weekend. If you look at, watch the John Oliver show, it's a good one this weekend, and how people are getting priced out of their homes. Um, and this guy was kind of smiling about how he was able to raise rents by 30 and 40% and make money. Again, what, at what point do you feel guilty about that? At what point? Does your, uh, you know, $15, $20 million mansion um, versus somebody who can't pay the rent because you just raised it by 30% um, and they have to choose food or medicine? Eh. I I'm a capitalist, but at a certain point, you don't go on TV and you don't kind of brag about this one. Rio Tinto might be one of those companies where, listen, I don't want to support a company that has a bunch of sexual assault allegations against it. Might be one of those. But at a 13% dividend yield, 17% dividend yield, um, you know, it, it, it's, at some point this company becomes investable just for a short trade, not supporting them. Um, so, again, it's the mining sector, so anything like that. Uh, UVXY, Uvixi is going to get killed today. Uh, you're down at 1441. Uh, again, the VIX is at 28. Like I said, it wants to be at 30. But that move could go down to 24 before it goes to 30. Uh, wait for your, uh, your, your 
your support. Let's look at it on the uh, S Fixie is the 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 opposite. You'd still be in this at fourteen thirty eight on the algorithm, which means you'd probably be out of S Fixie. Let's just look. Uh, S Fixie actually forty seven fifty six buy, and it's trading about that price today. I wouldn't buy either one of these and, and hold them over the weekend though. Uh, KOLD big move yesterday. Um, and you're still in this at 2314. Uh, and you're at $34. This has been a big, big move against Boyle. Um, Boyle is down at, uh, 55. You, you wouldn't be anywhere close to being in Boyle, but the MACD probably Monday, maybe Tuesday. Um, you're going to be down there. Uh, Boyle is, you know, again, I, I think from a historical perspective, uh, natural gas and, and Boyle in particular wants to be around $30 per share, between $30 and $40 per share. That's where this, this, um, this tracker, it's basically tracking on the futures. That's where this wants to be. I, I, I think it gets down to below 50 before it starts to move back up. Um, we looked at KREF, which was the real estate trust, which had a huge monthly dividend. You have a buy-in here at 1772. You're trading below that. The ex-dividend date is June 29th. I think if I remember this one correctly, they have a big dividend yield, uh, and it does pay monthly at 9.75% dividend yield. Um, remember how I told you about being a good human? This is a mortgage real estate investment trust uh, on originating inquiring senior loans secured by commercial real estate. So it's commercial real estate. Do I feel bad for business owners who may not be able to pay the rent? Uh, maybe. Not really, though. Your business isn't doing as well as you, you, you know, it should be. Maybe it deserves to go out of business. Um, that's just my mind. Um, Susie Orman's the top uh, FinViz thing. Uh, again, April 28th, there was an upgrade. Uh, market outperformed. The price they, they, they suggest is $21.50. Um, you're nowhere near that. You got at least a 10% upside just based on that one. So KREF is a good one. Um, let's look at Kellogg's. And again, 17, I'll, I'll post that one maybe on Twitter. Um, Kellogg's, since they announced their split up, there is a buy here at 69.40. You're trading below that one um, on the uh, the algorithm, but wanted to take a look at that one. Target, uh, we've had this one on our list uh, quite a bit. Uh, TGT is the symbol, and you have a buy-in at 144.92. It went all the way down below 140 just to 138, and it looks like it bounced up there. Um, you've got an RSI of 45. The MACD is kind of crossing up. It's kind of capitulating right here, but there is an enormous gap here between 168 and 212. That will be filled. And again, um, Brian Crawley, I forget his, his, the, the CEO's name. He said, hey, we have an in, in inventory problems, but the second half, we completely think we are uh, increasing in the second half by a lot. So, um, I'm watching Nike, Nike earnings next week. And Nike has just been a, just a horrible stock, um, of late. Uh, let's see, you are still out of Nike. 
Nike's an interesting one. 17% performance on the, uh, the algorithm, 12% buy and hold. Uh, that's because it's just it's gone down. Your average win, um, 8.55%. So when this one triggers, it, and it looks like it's going to trigger right before earnings, I, you know, again, what does Nike say? Hey, we're pulling out of China. Hey, we're pulling out of Russia. We're selling direct to consume the consumer, and our brand has never been stronger. So I think that's a. I'll put this one on too. Target. Um. Again. Uh. Target. Let's go back to Target. TGT. Um. I like Target. And, and again, you'd be in this one at one forty four. I might put some more money into this one, even though I have what twenty thousand dollars worth. What do I have? Let's see. Uh, fifteen thousand dollars worth in this one. Yeah, probably have enough. Uh, my average purchase on Target was one thirteen, so still in the money on that one. <clears throat> Qualcomm, this one, I've recommended this one the entire way down, and I have been wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, the only one that I was right on was when it was May twenty sixth, when it said buy it at one thirty, and it went all the way up to one fifty, and you got maybe eight percent on this one. Um, you know, if you listen to the algorithm, it was a 3% gain. Um, but I've been wrong on this one all the way down. The RSI on a four hours at 32, that MACD is below. You ha- you're you not in this, but again, I think you get into this one um, next week. If I look at the daily, the 200 day is kind of flattening out. The, the, the death cross happened here on April 20th. Um, you've got earnings coming up. On July 27th, so one month away. Again, I like this one. Let's look at a recent, um, it was just the earlier this week that ARC uh, G uh, came up and I said buy it at 30. It dipped under 30 that day. Could have gotten it for under 30. Well, where is it today? 33. There's your 10%. MACD works. I, I, you know, you don't have to get out today. It looks like it's going to continue to go up. Um, this one looks like it's just on an oversold bounce. But my guess is at 35, sell it at 35. You can hold on to it until the algorithm tells you to sell it. But it, this one, I think, is a trade. Um, performance chart, you lose 6% versus losing 37%. Your average win, 9.4%. I like this one for trading. Um, one that we went over earlier this week, too, GOF which is a closed fund uh, that pays monthly and has ex-dividend date last, just this past week. So um, you're not necessarily, ooh, and, and look at this one. If you held on to this one, ugh, it's ugly. Uh, you're at 15. Uh, the buy in the algorithm was at 17. You would have gotten out on the day of the, uh, the dividend. So the dividend payment was taken out of this one, and boom, you should have sold it. I uh, should have sold it at right at about 17. It looks like you probably could have gotten sold it at, um, but had to hold on for that dividend, but now you're down at 15. I don't know. That RSI is at 19. I'll keep this one on the list because, again, they pay out monthly, so maybe you could play this one for a dividend pop. Uh, let's look at a, a one that I made some money on earlier this year, GOGL. <clears throat> I got out of this one. At about, I think, 14, um, quite a move. Uh, you'd be out of it right now. 
It is the RSI is at 28. The MACD is probably going to cross up here um, very soon. Uh, it is down. They just passed their ex-dividend date on May 31st. Um, and so their earnings are coming up on August 30th. Uh, I think it is. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's August 25th. <clears throat> August 25th is the earnings. The, 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 the ex-dividend date is up. You're down at around 11. There's not a whole lot of good news on this one. Performance chart, the algorithm gets you 135%. Buying and holding gets you 203%. The average win, 19%. Average loss, 5%. Algorithm's great on this one. But again, it doesn't have a you buy in. Uh, let's look at Starbucks, SBLK, um, because I do like this one. Uh, you'd be out. It got you in at 26.87 and then got you out like a couple candles later at 26 for a 1% loss. Um, yeah, average win, 12%. I'll tell you when this one crosses over again because I think this one's been beaten up. Let's look at Zim. Zim is another shipper. Uh, again, with FedEx kind of reporting, hey, we did well. Uh, no reason not to think that these might not turn around. Relative strength, 33. Uh, RSI is at 33. You'd be in this one at 51. It's currently at 47. It's going to get you out soon. Earnings are coming up August 17th. Let's look at DAC. Um, DAC in at 68, out at 60. Uh, the RSI is at 30. Yeah, this one's not looking good right now either. Uh, it was close to 100. Uh, let's look at... Uh, OAS and Fang, two of Tom's recent picks. Um, you'd be you'd be out. Uh, this one was selling at one fifty five. It's at one twenty eight. <clears throat> Probably will be up today. Looks like uh, energy maybe going up. Um, by the way, your arcs are killing it this week after getting just beaten, beaten the last few weeks. Uh, bear market rally bounce. Uh, Oasis Petroleum, which is crazy, crazy, this stock. Um, the algorithm gets you 39,987% gain versus buying and holding only got you 28,867% gain. Um, let's look at a, I want to see a weekly on uh, There's some manipulation going on here. Because they had they were down at twenty cents, um, November twenty twenty. There's something going on here. All of a sudden, they they started making money. I don't know. I'd have to look this one up. But Oasis is one. Fang, Fang is one I love um, on the energy space right now. Fang is still not a buy in the algorithm, but the RSI is at twenty eight. MACD starting to turn up. Uh, there is a gap here between 100 and 101. Uh, I don't know that that necessarily is going to get filled. We are currently, well, this one was filled before between 126 and 129. Um, you're down at 119. Again, I'd wait for the algorithm on this one. They're the only catalyst that you have coming up are earnings coming up on August 1st. But Fang, I like. I do like it. Um, I think that's it. Again, uh, we're at, let's look at the futures real quick. Um, 
let me go back to do 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 CNBC. <clears throat> I use the app for the futures if anybody wants to uh, know exactly what I'm looking at. So implied open of the S&P is up 31, um, 38.29. So you're above that trading range of 3,800. My belief is SPXU would be your play. Uh, if you wanted to play something for next week, I think XPXU is probably your play. Um, Uvixi, probably your play for next week as well. Um, just kind of looking at it. Uh, BHAT, we started and it was at 320. It's at 340 right now. Booyah. Uh, it got all the way up to 371. I think it hit 420 earlier in the pre-session. So this is one, again, if you have the balls to get in on this one, um, kudos to you. Do it. Revlon, which we've talked about all week, uh, is down at 675, closed at 720. It's finally on its way down. Uh, short percentage is 37%. There was some rumors about GME um, being added. I don't think it's rumors. I think it's actually in one of the indices now. Uh, short percentage is still 24%. So by the way, GameStop is shorted by 24%. Revlon is shorted by 37%. Uh, Tesla, since that's a big short, 3%. So uh, BHAT, let's see where that one's short. 1%. BHAT is shorted 1%. How is that not shorted? Um, but uh, again, I think I gave you a great number of ideas. Uh, I'm going to do some more research into VIG. Enbridge, great one. Moderna, I think you're in that one. I'll watch uh, FCX. Uh, Snow, Snowflake is a great one. Tesla back over 700. Buy it under 7. XLE. I don't know if we've hit a bottom. I wouldn't necessarily buy it before the weekend, but maybe after the weekend. That might be an opportunity. Um, Let's see. Uh, Marriott, Meta, Rio Tinto, KOLD, KREF, Kellogg's, Target Nike, Qualcomm. All good. Have a great weekend.